You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics Podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. My name is Sam Holman, here with my co-host, McQuaid Arnold. McQuaid, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing outstanding. Glad to have the last preseason game over with, and the next time we see the Packers, it'll be for real. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a bit of a bit of a break. Um, obviously, we have kind of a layover, layover from... Uh, the end of the preseason to the start of the regular season, but it'll be great to finally have football that counts once that's over. Um, in the meantime, uh, we do have a cutdown day this Tuesday, August 30th. Um, I forget what the exact like time is. I'm sure plenty of people will be you know, tweeting that out, posting about that on the day of, um, but that's something to keep a watch, keep an eye on, obviously. Uh, we're going to see players be cut kind of leading up to that. It's not going to all happen... Uh, it's not going to all happen at once right at the deadline. Obviously, we've, we saw earlier today Ty Summers, uh, core special teamer the last couple of years, backup linebacker. He got cut earlier today. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the big upcoming event before the, the start of the regular season. Um, McQuaid, when you heard that Summers got cut, did you have any major reactions? No, not major. Um, I felt like it was something that, that – kind of had the writing on the wall like if he made the 53 I wouldn't be surprised but also I would kind of be less surprised if he didn't make the 53 which obviously he was cut I don't think that he was someone that um you know he was entering the fourth year his rookie deal I don't think he was bringing something to the table that you know some that a current rookie or even undrafted free agent who was in their first year of the rookie deal would maybe contribute at the same level or or a higher level of and I think that's that was their their, their biggest thinking for for this cut um, Matt LaFleur did say that he was cut at now, you know, a few days prior and the only one cut now because they want to give him a chance to, to go s- sign with a different team. Um, I did see some, some responses on, on, on social media saying that, that, you know, re-signing all happens at the same time. So, uh, or, or tends to all happen at the same time. So that kind of, that may have just been kind of coach talk, you know, he does it. He's by cutting him right now. He doesn't really have a leg up on the comp- on other yeah. competition to actually get another job somewhere else. However, you know maybe other than the fact that he's just his name is out there before everyone else's is. So either way, I, I don't think it was a big surprise. But you know he he did lead the team in special teams t- tackles in twenty twenty. Uh, I think it was only twelve total, but still led the team. And uh, you know definitely going to find someone to to replace him on special teams. Yeah, it was it was kind of tough even before this to see him making the team. You've obviously got Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell who were kind of filling out the starter positions at the inside linebacker room, and then Isaiah McDuffie and Chris Barnes have both been really impressive this offseason. And so it was, it was hard to see even just a fifth linebacker in general making the roster. And then you know he's obviously been a core special teamer, but they brought in guys like Keyshawn Nixon and uh, Dalton Lovett 
who are familiar with Bisaccia's system who kind of are usurping that a little bit. Um, but speaking of Dallin Levitt, we also got some injury updates. Uh, Levitt, as well as starting safety Darnell Savage, returned to practice earlier today. We also had David Bakhtiari. He missed a, a day of practice. Sounds like it was it was a scheduled, like a planned for day of rest. It wasn't like a setback or anything like that. But he was back. Sounds like he was, you know, still confined to individual drills, but he was doing stuff in pads, and that so that's always great to see. Um, the only uh, major uh, absence that was kind of reported was Elton Jenkins. Now it was reported by multiple uh, Green Bay beat reporters that it was not related to his knee. I assume that means it's not related to injury at all. Um, just because, I mean, who knows? May- maybe he like stubbed his toe or something on his other foot. Um, <laughs> but we we know for sure based on their reporting that it's not a setback with his knee. So that's that's a relief. Uh, some people have speculated. It, this could be contract related, especially if they want to play him at guard more this year, you know, with David Bakhtiari coming back, Zach Tom looking good. They might want those guys to be your tackles and then they want El- Elton Jenkins in at guard. And the, the contract dispute that may be coming up is that Jenkins wants to be paid like a tackle. And, and I think that that is possible. What are your thoughts on that? You know, that's going to be a, a contract negotiation that is going to, uh, could get really slippery really fast if 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 the Packers aren't you know careful on how they go about it. You know, Elton Jenkins is going to ask for top dollar money for offensive linemen, and he deserves it. He deserves it, and and you know just because he can play, sure he's listed listed as a guard, sure he may play um, guard more than tackle, but everyone knows that he can be plugged and played even at center, but but obviously at both tackle positions. Um, and he can play at a Pro Bowl level. He can play at an All-Pro level at, at most positions. I would say for sure Pro Bowl level at all positions. Um, and and you, you know I think that that kind of speaks volumes to what he is worth. So him asking for tech, you know, top tier tackle money, and then Green Bay offering him more than top tier guard money, but not as much as top tier tackle money. That's kind of you know the 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 negotiation window I see happening, but, right. uh, but sure, there's definitely going to be a, a, a slippery slope, but also, right. Maybe they work into the deal where the Packers say, Hey, no matter what happens in the offensive line, you're playing guard. And that may benefit the Packers uh, in their negotiating rights. So it's going to be interesting. And then, you know, if, if, if that's part of the contract and, and we have a tackle injury, you know, they just can't, they, they you know, contract or player wise or agent wise, whatever it is, they're just not going to play, Elton Jenkins a tackle, so that could limit what Green Bay does at the, at the tackle position, even with a healthy Elton Jenkins. Now, I don't know; all, I'm not going to pretend to know all the in and outs of that, but you know, the the the, the contract situation itself is going to be just as much of a of a role as as his health is going forward. Yeah, and. I'm kind of of the same point. Yeah, at this point, I think you pay Jenkins whatever he wants. There's, there. I honestly can't think of anyone else in the NFL right now who's like him, who can play basically any position on the offensive line and do it at an All Pro slash Pro Bowl level. I mean, yeah. that there's just not been that got many guys who can do that in NFL history, let alone in the NFL today. And so I think that you know the the value he adds to your team. He's going to be expensive, but he's going to add so much value to your, your offensive line, you know, you can count on him pretty much to play well wherever where he, wherever he's going to be, whether it's left tackle, right tackle, either guard or center. He's just – he's so valuable in, in how he can do that. Now, 
it sounds like Zach Tom has been doing pretty well, you know, switching positions, but we don't know if in the future he's going to be as dominant as Elton Jenkins has been uh, at those different positions. You know, he's still still a projection. So I think you, I, I, in my opinion, you you have to pony up and just give Jenkins what, what he wants, whether that's premier or left tackle money or, or some, some other amount that's kind of in between guard and tackle pay. Um, I, th- I think that you just, you just do that. You just go for it. Uh, I mean, yep. it might, it might be expensive, but that's the price you pay for an offensive lineman, a unicorn like Jenkins. Yep. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the main pieces of news that we had from today in this past week. Uh, obviously, there's going to be probably a lot, a bunch of news dumped on Monday, Tuesday with the cuts coming up. Um, but we're going to wait until next week. Next week, we're going to be doing our mailbag as well as going over some of the potential. 53-man roster decisions, surprises, that kind of thing. But for now, we're going to be going over the preseason game that the Packers played on Thursday night against the Chiefs. Uh, before I do get to that, though, uh, I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick break for some of our, for to run some ads for our sponsors. So we will be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. Going to be talking Packers versus Chiefs, final preseason game of the year. So Packers lost, obviously. It doesn't matter. It's preseason. Who cares? I I mean, Bears fans care, but <laughs> we, we don't need to worry about that. Um, what What were some players or moments that, that stuck out to you, offense, defense, whatever? You know, I think that um... – positive note I think that Amari Rogers kind of looked the part as far as what we want to see from him um he he looked both like a a well so he looked like a Swiss Army knife he looked like both you know a, a running threat on the ground and a receiving threat through the air um 
He had, uh, let's see, had four receptions on on four targets for 39 yards, had 17 rush yards, uh, excuse me, 17 rush yards on three attempts. So he did a little bit of everything. Um, he, he, he And he looked natural out there. He looked natural. I think that was a pleasant surprise. Um, and I just hope that they can build on that going into the, going into the season because uh, they're definitely going to – Matt LaFleur is definitely going to want a – a um, you know Debo Samuel type weapon on the offense, or he would love to have one, I should say. And then I think the other the other uh, um, nice surprise on the other side of the ball was Quay Walker. I think that we all know the talent there, and know the physical attributes that are there, but uh, um, we saw him you, you know match speed for speed with a running back and 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 tackle him no issues on a thir- third and long. So um, both of those players kind of stuck out to me, and glad to see their. Uh, progressing nicely last game, you know, last tune-up into the season, uh, and hopefully they can both make an impact going to week one. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see Quay next to Devondre. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've already yeah. ordered a Quay Walker jersey, so you can kind of tell oh, nice. how hyped, nice. hyped I am about him. Yep. Um, yeah, those are, those are great uh, great names that you brought up. Uh, the the note you made about the note you had about Amari. But what's really interesting is they were using him and Tyler Goodson, I think was the other main player in pony in, a, in the pony package, right? Where they're in shotgun, they have two backs to either side of the quarterback and they can kind of do a bunch of different stuff. We've seen them run bubble screens with one of the receivers or running back or whoever's in there. And then, you know, kind of read the defense to either throw it or hand it off based on where the numbers are. But the really interesting thing about this is putting Amari back there and putting the receiving back back there it really puts the defense in a bind because they have to choose essentially between, you know, potentially putting a linebacker in man coverage on a wide receiver in Amari Rogers or, you know, putting a corner in the box against the run, right? There's, there's a ton of stuff you can do, do with that. Um, I know that in the, in the saints game, uh, Jordan Love made a really nice throw on like a, a route concept that they ran um, out of that package where it was, it was kind of advanced beyond just like this, the RPO stuff. And I, I think that this, this is really, it's really interesting to see this kind of develop because I think that Matt LaFleur is going to really, really lean hard on that pony package and different variations of it as they go into the season, just with the backs they have in Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, even Kylan Hill, Tyler Goodson, or Kylan Hill once he's back, he's still on uh, the pup list. Um, and then, yeah, Omari Rogers, you can throw in there and even some guys like Alan Lazard who could be lead blockers or, or, or that play in that type of role. It's going to be really interesting to see how that develops as the season goes on. That's going to, that's going to be a, a, a very uh, vocal point to this offense is how well the wide receivers can block. Um, you know, obviously starting with Alan Lazard is one of the best blocking wide receivers in the game. But uh, if I remember correctly, Sammy Watkins also has a pretty high run blocking grade. So they're yeah. going to be using that going forward. And, and Amari Rogers could be one of the main ones that, 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 that benefit from that greatly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I think that it's kind of been one of the cooler packages that packages that Lafleur has rolled out there um, in the past couple of years. He even did it, you know, early on in his tenure in 2019. Uh, sticks out actually against the Vikings. I think it was a week three game or early in the season, but he used that a lot with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Um, so that's kind of been, you know, in his arsenal all along. I think it could be really fun to see how he develops it this year. Um, one guy I wanted to wanted to point out uh Rashid Walker seventh round pick at tackle he's been injured pretty much all camp I 
was not expecting much from him coming into this preseason game, but he was really, really good. They gave him a lot of looks at right tackle and didn't really matter, you know, running game, passing game, pass protection. He was, he was playing really well. He was holding his own against edge rushers, even after missing all that time. I think, you know, there, there's kind of a competition there between him and the, the massive uh, undrafted free agent rookie, Caleb Jones to, you know, potentially I, I either make the practice squad or actually make the roster. I'm going to be really interested to see how that shakes out. You know, that's That's actually one of my, I'm glad you touched on that. One of my surprise makes of the roster is Caleb Jones, uh, the, the massive human being. He, he, I think we, we've touched on it before, six, nine, 370, 50, so something like that. Pal, right? It's just massive human being. Right. And, and with someone like that, you kind of worry about, you know, ability to get up and down the field and a bill and, and and quick twitch off the line and stuff like that but we've seen him hold his own so far on that offensive line and on top of that um his 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 power his strength isn't that of someone who i guess the, the best, best way to put it is he plays up to his ability he plays up to his size right. his, his his strength is just incredible for and figure figuratively speaking or or it figures to be because he is so big so um, I think that he can be an extremely good depth piece for the offensive line, uh, especially at tackle position. And I got to make him the 53-man roster. Now, uh, I think that I'm also going to do another bold prediction. I think he is the only seventh-round pick that makes the roster. Um, okay, nice. I think that, that both that – and I think, that, I think the biggest name out of the seventh round leaving the draft was Tariq Carpenter. I think that he has done no favors for himself in making the roster – um, and I think it, it, it may be a, a long shot at this point in time to crack that 53. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, w- I would agree. Tariq Carpenter, oh, you know, if we're ranking the seventh-round picks in terms of how much they've flashed, how well they've played in the preseason, then, yeah, I, w- I think he would probably you – know, unfortunately, he's probably not done enough to make the roster, though I think that they'll try to stash him on the practice squad since he yep. was a draft pick. And um, I think leaving the, I think it's just interesting because leaving the draft, he was, I think, the most hyped seventh round draft pick. So it was just yeah. a little, little, little uh, you know, opposite, polar opposite there going a few months later. Yeah, definitely. Um, a, a guy, actually, one of the other seventh round picks uh, was one of my other standouts, Samori Toure. He finished as the Packers' leading receiver, six receptions for 83 yards. He had a long of 23. Uh, he had, it was, That was six receptions on eight targets. So. He's obviously catching a lot of stuff. He had a really nice, some really nice run after catch. Was like a a yard or a foot away from scoring a touchdown at one point in the game. Um, he he showed some shown some pretty nice stuff out, out there. I, and I'm gonna be interested to see whether it's him or Jawan Winfrey. I kind of think Winfrey has the edge just because he's a veteran. Rogers has like singled him out publicly as someone he really likes. And I don't think the front office you know wants to risk another Jake Kumaro situation. Um, but then, yeah, that's a, that's another roster kind of similar to the Rashid Walker, Caleb Jones battle that I'm, that I'm going to be watching on cut down day. You know, I, and, and like I just said, you know, I think that Caleb Jones may be the only seventh round draft pick that includes, uh, obviously like you just mentioned, Sesamori Toure being drafted in seventh round. He, he is someone that it was, it was widely talked about on social media that was, was receiving phone calls during the seventh round because people thought he was going to go undrafted and they wanted to sign him after the draft was over. Well, yeah. no, Green Bay got him. So, And he's looked every bit of the part of a, of a NFL wide receiver in the preseason so far. So I do not think he clears waivers. I think someone does claim him if Green Bay does, in fact, cut him. Uh, and so you're either choosing you know, to go and, – and 
the big debate with that then is, you know, you got seven wide receiver, six wide receivers, the top six, you know, that seventh, that seventh position is going to be one of Samari Toure, Juwan Winfrey. Uh, I guess those two, kind of two are the ones that, 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 that pop um, and, and, um, going to be top fighting for that seventh, for that seventh round or that seventh wide receiver if they take seven but um Travis Fugalum I know that he is brand new to the squad but he has made some real actual NFL plays in real actual NFL games in prime time games for the Eagles um so he could be someone that you know you know they, they at least make consider um to to make this that that, that seventh wide receiver so um, it's going to be some. I don't know if, if Green Bay sneaks any one of these guys on the practice squad for for the seventh or eighth wide receivers that they end up not taking, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be a a tough a bunch of tough decisions, honestly, at at that receiver position. Um, one one last kind of you know theme I wanted to touch on is just special teams, man. What do we got to do to get just just decent special teams play? Now mm-hmm. I will qualify this. We did not have any 12 men on the field penalties, which was improvement an improvement from the Saints game. And Pat O'Donnell did have some nice punts. So kudos where kudos is due. But man, just every you know punt, every kickoff return, it's infuriating. Like that we we just cannot cover this stuff. And you know it may just be growing pains in a new system. You know, that we have to take that into account, right? They're still learning a new system, but it just feels like no matter what, you know, what coaches we bring in, what new personnel we bring in, it just feels like more of the same. So yeah, I, I, I don't know how this gets fixed. Obviously I'm not a coach. I don't know how to, how the best way to fix this would be. Cause it seems to be, seems to be just carrying over from coach to coach. So I don't even know if it is a coaching issue. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want, want to see, just want to see like bare minimum, like decency. I don't want it. I don't want a punt return touchdown. I don't need that. I just want us to not give up 50 yards on a punt return for, for once. You know, for the longest time, it was, it was kind of just like, uh, whatever kicker put on a Minnesota Vikings jersey or, or Chicago, even, even Chicago Bears jersey for a while. It was just like, Hey, like they, they're just cursed. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if people believe in curses or not, but if, if they are out there, if that's a thing, Green Bay's got it for the special teams. And, uh, you know, Riz Pisacci, he's, he's succeeded, you know, from as far as I'm aware in, in doing his job and nearly every, every step of the way so far in his NFL career. And, uh, that includes being promoted from the special teams coach to the interim head coach and then leading the Raiders to the playoffs last year, which is what got him this job in Green Bay. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, I, I week one hasn't started yet, right? That that week one hasn't right. started yet. So so let's let's you know pump the brakes on on chopping off the head of the special teams coach quite yet. However, early you you're hundred percent correct. Early returns are just not. I think that they're that the early returns are better than what we had last year. You, you know, yeah. but but the 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 slight improvement we've seen from last year to this year does not make this special teams squad uh, competent by any means that we are still for, for seemingly ways away, but I do agree with you. You know, the mental mistakes, at least pre-snap penalties were non-existent in the final preseason game. And we have a punter. Pat O'Donnell is, is, is a monster of a leg. Uh, beyond that, we've got a, you know, hopefully week one, they tighten stuff up. 
Yeah, definitely. And and hopefully having Dallin Lovett back out there will help. He was, you know, a fairly major player on the Raiders special teams units. Uh, he was their punt protector. So he was kind of yeah, the punt protector, you know, in the on the punting unit usually is kind of the quarterback of that group, right? He's in charge of calling the protection and getting everyone on the field, you know, that, that enough men on the field. Yep. Um so hopefully having him back out there besides, you know, he just his individual, you know, athletic ability, ability to go down the field and make tackles and that sort of thing. Hopefully having him out there will help straighten some of this up. And yeah, that, I mean, that's all we can do is just, just hope at this point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really know what else to say. I mean, it's, I, I feel, I feel like I sound really fed up. It's just preseason, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's been, you know, it's been a couple of years. So I think I think we're, we we have very short, uh, you know, um, you know, forgiveness for special teams because yeah. we've been hurt so much lately. So, <laughs> let's, you know, you know, maybe give ourselves a break for being so harsh on special teams. But, you know, at the same time, let's wait, wait for week one and, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, whatever happens. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to week one. Wait, you know, I just want to yep. see this new defense, want to see what the offense looks like, what Matt LaFleur can do. Um, what Aaron Rodgers can do without Devontae Adams, you know, what the special teams look at looks like. I'm looking forward to it a ton. Um, Man, I'll, like, I'll, I'll be there week one oh, in Minnesota, oh, so so I'll be nice. able to see it. I'll be able to see it live. Oh man, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. You have to we'll have to talk about you know recording what we can do if hundred percent. Maybe we can record on Monday or however yep. however we need to do that. Um, but before we got out of here, was there anything else you wanted to touch on with this preseason game? No, I think I, I, I do because, you know, cuts are right around the corner. Um, in the next couple of days, we're going to start seeing. I, I did want to go over, um, you know, that my kind of surprise um, cut and, and, and then and then uh, not cut uh, for the, this 53-man breakdown. And I kind of already gave you one. It was Tariq Carpenter was going to be my quote-unquote surprise cut. But how, how much of a surprise really is that? Because it was a, a – uh, um, uh, a seventh round draft pick, you know, and then, then I did tell you Caleb Jones, a seventh round offensive lineman. I think he is going to be a surprise make of the roster. Uh, but beyond that, you know, if, if Green Bay, um, I, I think, right, safety position, we are, we are completely in the unknown. I think that in the next, over the next two weeks, Green Bay really does not solidify a a, a a third safety I think that between injuries or 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 I know Abernathy played well I think that um, Green Bay could maybe only take three maybe four safeties into the season uh, I would tend to lean towards three and then I think they're going to sign a a free agent of uh, safety now wh- whether that happens, Maybe I should correlate this. Whether that hap- that 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 directly involves the initial fifty-three man roster or not, I am not sure. But I do think that if it doesn't, if we don't correlate a free agent safety signing by Tuesday, that by week three, week four, we see a free agent signed in Green Bay, and he becomes you know the 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 on the on the fifty-three man roster, and then you know obviously through week seventeen and then into the playoffs, he stays there. Whether that's Landon Collins, whether that's uh, who I would love to have, but there's a few other out there veterans. Um, you know, Green Bay has a cast place to do it, and and I think that that could uh, legitimately, legitimately happen um, in the next couple of weeks. 
yeah, that, that'll be definitely something to watch out for. I mean, I, I was writing an article recently on kind of my 53-man predictions, and one of the points I made in the introduction was this is not going to be the final 53 what we have on Tuesday. There's going to be – they're going to be signing cuts from other teams. You know, they're, pretty much every year there's a surprise cut. A talented player becomes available late in the process, and, you know, the, some teams are going to be able to find those players. Um, and so – That'll be something to watch, just not only at safety, but at a lot of positions, right? I think that, um, you know, it's possible. I, I don't know that it's likely, given just how the how it's worked out in preseason, but I think it's possible they signed a, they still sign a veteran uh, edge rusher. I mean, like I said, yeah, Enigbari has played well. Garvin, it sounds like, seems like he's pretty much locked up a roster spot. There's some other guys who showed out a little bit. You know, I'm a big fan of Kobe Jones, uh, what he's done. But... Yeah, there, there's a lot of different places the the Packers could choose to add a veteran, and that'll definitely be something to watch. Yeah, I'm 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 very excited about the next uh, uh, few days for the Packers. You know, initial 53 man roster. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, I think that's everything. So I want to thank everyone for listening to those another episode of the Wisconsin Sports Heroics podcast on the Packernet Podcast Network. Uh, you can catch us pretty much every week, same place. And uh, we will see you again next week. And don't forget, we're going to have the mailbag next week. So if you have questions, I'm going to be sending out a request on social media. Feel free to DM me or McQuaid with questions. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, setting that up uh, this, this upcoming week. So thank you for listening and have a great day.